everybody, this is James Lindsay. You're listening to New Discourses Bullets, where I give kind of a bullet point summary of a single woke Marxist topic so that you can understand it. I make these short, try to keep them around 10 minutes so that you can easily share them. So make sure to get these out, help people to understand. Today, the topic is going to be the relationship between equity or social equity and justice or social justice in woke Marxist theory. So I want to make the case, just to be very straightforward about it, that equity is the identity Marxist rebranding or the neo-Marxist rebranding of socialism, and that justice, when in the terms of social justice as used by woke Marxists, because it's a more ambiguous term, has other meanings, but when used by woke Marxists, what they're saying when they say we need racial justice is the equivalent of communism as the way in the same way that Marx saw the relationship between socialism and communism. So basically, I want to make the case that when you hear a woke Marxist say it or an identity Marxist say it, uh, equity means socialism or neo-socialism and justice means neo-communism under their neo-Marxist identity theory. Okay, so how do we do this? How do we understand this? We have to look at how Marx looked at the concept uh, in relationship between capitalism, socialism, and communism. For him, these weren't just uh, economic systems, they're entire organizing principles for society. And capitalism organizes society around the use of private property, in particular, a special kind called capital that can be used to make more capital or more of itself. And he thought that this was an intolerable, inherently contradictory system, but also an inherently exploitative system. And the working class within that, the producers, would eventually be able to be awakened to the consciousness of their exploitation and alienation, and thus band together, that he thought it might happen spontaneously, into a uh, workers' movement, a proletarian movement, that would then seize the means of production, meaning material production and the levers of the state. So all the big corporations and the state and everything would, work, would come together under what he called a dictatorship of the proletariat, which is a name he borrowed from one of his followers, and they would administer an economy that makes people equal. And that would be called socialism. And Marx thought if you do this long enough, if you enforce this long enough, that people that live under that won't know how not to. They will become dependent on it, but they'll also due to the uh, indoctrination and programming with the theory, especially in schools and in re-education camps, which were called gulags in the Soviet Union, they will become uh, dependent upon and believe that it is the only right way to live, to live under a socialist or actually eventually communist program. Marx thought that if you administer this socialism long enough, this enforced, administered equality of outcomes long enough, and you indoctrinate people into the theory hard enough, that eventually people wouldn't be able to live otherwise and would think it's just the way that it should be, at which point the state that's administering this becomes unnecessary and redundant and would therefore wither away, entering us into a utopian state called communism at the so-called end of history. So capitalism, filled with contradictions, bursts itself open in a revolution. The proletariat leads that revolution, takes power, administers equal outcomes from their dictatorship position, and eventually that becomes unnecessary as people become indoctrinated and dependent upon the equal outcome redistribution system of socialism, at which point it becomes spontaneous and enters into a utopian state where there is no administer to administer this all of a sudden you just have it being spontaneous from the ground up 
and you have communism. And that's the progression through the last half of economic and material history, as Marx lays it out in his dialectical materialist historicism. What I want to make the case is that we have the exact same relationship under neo-Marxist identity politics, or as I call it, identity Marxism or woke Marxism, with the exact same progression from a state of equality, where we treat people as individuals, we give them equal rights and equal protections under the law. That doesn't mean we assume that they are identically equal automatons. It means that we give them equal protections and rights under the law, that we don't necessarily make assumptions about them based on who they happen to be, etc. Colorblind or identity blind equality is tantamount to this kind of state of capitalism. And then the identity Marxists, the woke Marxists, believe that the contradictions contained within this are going to be so great that eventually the so-called losers of this situation, the racial minorities, sexual minorities, feminists, etc., are going to cobble together in a solidarity, an intersectional solidarity movement to overthrow the existing cultural, socio-cultural and economic system to seize control of mostly the means of socio and cultural production. And then they're going to administer a state in which there is redistribution so that groups are made equal. They call this equity. They call the lack of this state where groups have equal outcomes inequity. And so equity replaces socialism in the exact same um, philosophical, if you want, architecture. And so equity becomes an administered state. Uh, Ibram Kendi, for example, explicitly calls in 2019 and elsewhere in Politico magazine for a uh, Department of Anti-Racism. I understand that Democrats in Congress in 2022 have actually tried to create a cabinet-level position that's going to treat anti-racism this way and equity this way. Uh, and so the goal is to create this administered state for, for Kendi that would have absolute control over all st local, state, and federal policy, private policy, and private organizations, and monitor public officials for their statements of racism or in, in inequitable outcomes, and force them with punitive measures at the level of constitutional authority to change their ways. In other words, a dictatorship of the anti-racists. We can easily use intersectionality to expand this to a dictatorship of the identity Marxists, uh, or whoever are awakened within that, uh, the identity conscious. And so this dictatorship will then administer equity. It will make sure, according to Kendi, that equitable outcomes happen. It will make unconstitutional, he said, inequitable outcomes beyond a certain threshold, whether that's in public or private affairs. And again, pre-clear all local, state, and federal public policies, and as well as monitoring private policies and the people, public officials, uh, that uh, administer them to make sure that they are not engaging in creating inequity. And so equity becomes tantamount to socialism, a administered state where outcomes are adjusted so that individuals or groups are made equal. That's by definition socialism. It's using a different Marxist theory, so it's not old school Marxist capitalist socialism. It is now this kind of neo-socialism using neo-Marxist identity theory instead of old school economic Marxism. The idea is if you do this long enough, then you can get to a state where it's spontaneous, where you don't have to have an administering uh, program or apparatus to make sure the outcomes are made equal, to monitor public officials, etc. The new morality of equity will be interjected into all systems. 
and then it will become spontaneous, at which point we'll finally achieve social justice, where we don't have to have somebody stand over us and redistribute for us in socio-cultural or material terms, but rather people will just do it spontaneously because they just know it's the right thing to do. And that's when we will finally have social justice or racial justice or whatever justice. And that's why justice in the language of woke Marxism means neo-communism with a neo-Marxist identity theory uh, pushing it. So we have the exact same idea. So equity means socialism, justice, when they use it, that's a complicated term, means communism. So you have to have your, your eyes up. What that means, though, is that justice is almost virtually impossible to obtain. The criminal justice system can't produce justice, so that's not going to happen. Justice is what happens when you have an administered state of equal outcomes for long enough to where they become spontaneous. That's what justice means, and nobody knows what it looks like. So this is going to be a catastrophe. It's not a good idea. It's not going to work. And it's very important for people to know what these terms mean and to be on the lookout for them. The difference, of course, between justice and equity is that equity is pretty plainly and pretty openly, nakedly, a rebranding of socialism. Justice has, me has more meanings and is therefore more complicated and has to be disambiguated more carefully. But you should understand that relationship. The trajectory from equality to equity to justice is a recreation of Marx's uh, trajectory from capitalism to socialism to communism. And it relies upon forcing equity until you feel like it, until everybody feels like it is the only natural way to live, at which point it doesn't have to be administered and forced any longer, at which point we finally achieve justice. So that's the relationship between equity and justice. That's what those words mean in the social justice ideology. Uh, thank you for listening.